0: The Selfish Path to Romance. Download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com.
1: Jamel, you're having difficulty in a romantic relationship? Yes, I am. Tell me what's going on.
0: Well, I would say that um, I've been a kid here for my mother for maybe over 20 years.
1: Okay. And
0: so that didn't really give me a chance to really engage in socialization, also deal with a little bit of um, social anxiety, some other things. But okay. so usually how I met people in, here in New York City and in the LGBT community, I'm a member of. Okay. Online. You, know, you present yourself, you tell your story, and then you meet people, and hopefully it works out most of the time in TASM. not Yeah. Um, but this guy, I met him around the holidays, and okay. uh, it was, my mother passed away. I, I should say she passed away in April.
1: Okay, sorry to hear that.
0: Thank you. And so that's sort of throwing me off, too. But I met him. I thought he was going to be just the same way as other guys, you know, sort of be like a couple of meetings, a situation or whatever, and he seemed to have lingered on, and we've developed some kind of friendship or relationship. But what I find a struggle with is that he's not very considerate. Um, he doesn't really like talking about things or getting, being clear about situations. I never really... When I leave the situation with him of, of you know, a meeting, a date or whatever, yeah. I would feel like... Um, I'm not getting the, the whole truth. I sometimes feel like my intuition goes up that something is wrong. Yeah. And then when I'm around I feel more depleted. And after my mom passed, um, I find similarities in the way he deals with his life the way my mother deals with hers, too. She really didn't like to talk about um, her emotions. Okay. She, really she liked to complain about her problems. And when mm-hmm. people try to help, it's like a black hole. And mm-hmm. he does that, too, and some other things, too, that I'm just noticing this week is similarities. What I'm trying to figure out is, how not to be triggered so much by this person, and um, when to cut ties or try to figure out an outland Right now, at the mom pass, I don't really engage with anybody else. So, so it sounds
1: the- like you could use a social support system, and that you don't have a lot of experience doing so because you've been isolated a bit with your mom for 20 years. Yeah, And so you found a person that you thought you connected with well and could develop a friendship with, if I understand you correctly, but the more you learned about him, you know, you learn about a person in layers over time. Mm -hmm. And as you're peeling back the layers, you're discovering that there are some similarities with your mother, not the positive things necessarily, but things that were very frustrating. And Mm -hmm. one of them is that he's not open about his inner life and he doesn't want to hear necessarily about emotions and even more I mean that's very significant that in itself puts up a red flag the fact that you don't trust him there's something you don't trust about him that's in the category of a potential relationship breaker and if you're not happy with him the one person you want to be happy with Jamel guess who it is
0: Hey, I got to interrupt this because we've got to pay some bills. 30 seconds, that's it. A very quick ad and then Alan will be back. Romance. I wish I knew more about what girls want from a relationship. Boy, I wish I knew more about what I want. Where's that ad I saw? Here it is. The Selfish Path to Romance, a serious romance guidebook. Download Chapter 1 for free at SelfishRomance.com and buy it at Amazon.com. Huh. Huh. The selfish path to romance. That is interesting.
1: And if you're not happy with him, the one person you want to be happy with, Jamal, guess who it is? With myself. Yes. Yes, if you can be your own best friend during this period, in fact, that's even a cognitive therapy skill, where you're supportive, you have a lot of empathy towards yourself, and you're your own cheerleader, you can learn skills, you can learn social skills. I was very shy as a kid. Look at what I'm doing now. These are all learnable skills. And you can learn how to connect with people. There's a book by Mary Ellen Copeland. I think it's on my website, drkenner.com. The Loneliness Book, and it's I think that's the title of it. But it's um, she really has a lot of good ideas on how to connect with people. Some may not apply to you, and you're in the LGBT community, so there may not be any reference to that because it's an older book. But uh-huh. it, the principles are the same.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
1: And if you're looking, so tell me, you're, so number one, you want to support yourself. You want to tune into your own warning signs. You've identified what you like about him, but you're not desperate. There are many other people out there. Is there any danger in leaving him if you do want to leave him?
0: Oh, no, 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 no danger. I think, I think for me, and you know, it's a little more complicated. I think for me, I sort of, uh, I become obsessive of the what if. I think that's the crippling thing for me. That I just learned through reading. That whether it be a conversation or, or you didn't uh, put enough effort in with family, friends, or any situation, I always beat myself up sometime for weeks or months. And that threatens me. It's like, oh, what if, what if this could have worked out, or what if I could have just held on a little longer? I never had a relationship, so I'm, I'm confused by the steps to take to maintain one or to even get one. So that's why I beat myself up about like if I'm making wrong decisions and not being chill enough. You know, maybe I'm suspecting or having bigger expectations than I should have. So, I just okay. Go, well, you're
1: not having bigger expectations because if a person is do I sound like I'm emotionally open? Yes. Okay. How long have you known me? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. so you get a a pulse on a person, you get an immediate take on a person, and you sound like you're very emotionally open, comfortably emotionally open. So if that's the case, and and having what-ifs is normal. I mean, you don't want to beat yourself up with them, but if you always say, oh my God, what if, I I call that O-M-G-W-I, and you uh-huh. predict a negative future, that becomes a problem. And I like to add one word to that, Jamel, which is, oh my God, what if not? Or just, what if not? <laughs> what if not? What if something good happens? So, you know. So you can gauge what you like about yourself, what you like about him, what you need for yourself, and what is not fitting the bill with him. Uh-huh. and know that there are many other um well you know that that you could there are many other potential partners it's not just one partner in life i did write a book with a co-author it isn't geared to the lgbt community but the principles are the same we mentioned in the beginning that you know it does apply the, the keep f- um fundamental principles about Communication and relationships apply across the board, so I can, I you can look at the first chapter. The uh, first chapter is a, a heterosexual relationship, but you can abstract from that. But what you want from a good romantic partner is visibility. And in this book, we talk about how to make yourself lovable, how to reach out and find the right person for you, and how do you know it's the right person? Because man, you know, so many people, how many divorces are there? There are many. Oh. So you, I can give you the name of it if you're interested, you can take a look at it. Um, if uh, I, well, I'll give you the name of it anyway It's The Selfish Path to Romance How to Love with Passion and Reason Notice there's emotion there, passion And it, the word selfish does not mean the my way, manipulative um, way to romance It means the never betray yourself in a romantic partnership Hold on to your self-esteem and self-valuing So I hope that helps and be very good to yourself. And I want to thank you for your call. Thank you. You're very welcome, Jamel.
0: And here's a little more from Dr. Kenner. Oh, I'm sorry, sir. These aren't for this performance. They were for the matinee. Oh, no, no. This had to be some mistake. Let me just... Oh, dear God. How could this happen? I have to see this play. I have to have people see me see this play. If I'm not seeing seeing this play, you'll see. Everyone who's anyone is seeing this play. And you know who you are if you're not anyone?
1: You're no one. And that's from Fraser. That's Niles. And obviously, he's a little obsessive there. And what's going on with that? Have you ever had that feeling that, oh, you know, I'm going out in public. It's really important that people see me at this event or they see me at my college reunion and I need to put on a good show. I need to be impressive. And you are really missing out on the joy in your life when you drive yourself with moments like that because then your focus is not on who am I interested in in my reunion? Who do I want to connect with? What fun memories or funny memories do I have with that person? And who don't I like? You know, I'm wondering how they made out in life and who do I want to stay away from? I wonder if this person has changed if we're talking about a reunion. But to go to any event in your life, it could be a family Family gathering, It could be the holidays around Christmas time and you're all concerned about what to wear because what will your sister-in-law think of you or what will your mother-in-law think of you? That robs you of your life. That robs you of going in there and being true to yourself. And the problem there is that you're living your life through the lens of others looking at you. It's almost like you have a rear view mirror always following you, looking at you, and you have to keep looking around to make sure that everything's perfect. You don't want that. You don't want a critical parent on your shoulder. You want to be able to live life and breathe freely and go to events and say, oh, I want to see my nephew and have fun with him. I always have fun with him. You want it to be what... Ayn Rand calls firsthand. You want to live your life firsthand rather than secondhand.
0: For more Dr. Kenner podcasts, go to drkenner.com and please listen to this ad. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance by Dr. Ellen Kenner.
1: Emotions vary not only in type but also in intensity, from mild anxiety to severe panic attacks, from mildly sad to seriously depressed, from mildly happy to exuberant. Hormones aside, the intensity of your emotions depend on the importance of the value at stake. If you are feeling a powerful emotion, the intensity indicates this is really important to me. If you sense that your emotion is too intense for the situation, ask yourself what mistaken interpretation am I making here? Did you blow your top when your partner was 10 minutes late? You initially may be thinking if my partner is late, it means the whole evening will be ruined. Or my partner doesn't care about me. Then do a reality check. Is this really true? Is anger the appropriate response even If it is true,
0: you can download chapter one for free at drkenner.com and you can buy the book at amazon.com.